wake up every morning motivated, um, positive. And um, I say when I'm looking into that mirror, I look behind me. And I look at all the people that have gotten me to where I'm at, trained me, supported me, and I can't give up. Um, a big part of me is the team. When I see the team grow, I become a happier person. But we all go through it. Um, but as a team, we're built like 300. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. I'm your host, Nate. I'm your co-host, Brian. And we are so excited to talk to you today with a new format. As you notice, this week we only dropped one podcast. So we're moving from part one, part two, and putting it into one combined episode uh, for ease of use. And uh, hopefully you all like it that way. And we're excited to kind of uh, push it out further in the weeks to come. Uh, but for this particular podcast, we're focusing on passionate customer service. And make sure you tune in to uh, later on in this podcast, we'll be interviewing Mike Sheffs of Daytona, Florida. He's a one-hour HVAC personal trainer. And we're super excited to have him on and uh, to be sharing some of his insight in passionate customer service. Do you teach like CrossFit or something? Uh, yeah. Who knows? We'll have to ask. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> uh, so we want to jump into the topic with a little bit of an introduction and we'll start off with a quote from Brian. Instead of focusing on the competition, focus on the customer. Scott Cook. That's definitely a, an idea that we uh, choose to embody here. You know, so many times it's easy to see a competitor's ad or, you know, something they're doing, some new thing, a new truck driving down the road, whatever it is and to kind of get distracted. Uh, and I'm sure many of you have heard the whole concept before of circle of, uh, of influence and your sphere of control, or there's different ways of phrasing that, that. But basically, we as you know, people in an industry working in a specific company, you know, we can only control so many things and what our competitors are doing or what strategies they're employing or marketing efforts they're trying or offers they're doing. Uh, that's outside of our control. And you need to be focusing on how you can get better because you need to be better and not on how to specifically beat a strategy of the competition. So when you're playing chess, yes, you do, you're aware of your opponent and you're aware of the things that they're doing, but you're concentrating on the strategy that you're trying to employ on the board. And that's what we do. That's what, that's what you need to do in your role as a home services professional. You need to be working on your strategy. And part of that strategy is excellent grade A customer service with a passion. And that's, uh, that's why we want to focus on this subject here for a little bit and bring on uh, kind of some special guests today uh, to be focusing on that subject with us. Yeah. And Mike in particular is a, is a good guest for this podcast because he runs the team believe Facebook page, which is, I'd say it's dedicated to the tri brands, but Really, it's 
truly, if you go through it, it's dedicated to customer service. I mean, the guys are nonstop putting pictures and videos of themselves with the people they served. And some people have their, their clients give little testimonials and they take pictures next to the, to the uh, products that were put in. And it's all, all just focused on serving customers at a high level. It's pretty cool. Facebook page. Absolutely. And the reason that customer service matters so much is obviously that's the industry that we find ourselves in. And uh, for most of our listeners who are driving in a truck on a day-to-day basis and literally in and out of customers' homes every single day, it's critical. And in many ways, it's the differentiator. Uh, When you look at company A, B, and C, right? Uh, All three companies have technicians. All three companies have trucks. All three companies have logos and brands. All three companies have uh, parts and suppliers and they have people who can diagnose and all this. You know, there's a lot of things that are equal. Uh, but one thing that can absolutely be the difference maker is the level of service from one company to the next. And that's why this is such an important subject because we here in you know, one hour, Ben Franklin and Mr. Sparky, we choose to operate at, at higher levels than most of our competition. And that's what we're focusing on because it, it is the difference maker. And so when somebody thinks about one hour heating and air conditioning, they better be thinking about incredible service uh, because the rest of the things are, are kind of expected. It's expected that one hour has good technicians who are technically proficient and who can fix the problem. It's expected that Benjamin Franklin Plumbing has plumbers who are uh, you know, good at plunging a drain and, and uh, you know, fixing a drip. It's, it's expected that Mr. Sparky has electricians who can fix a breaker or install a ceiling fan. And so those things are kind of givens. They're givens in our industry. And then so many times we've seen over and over again on our reviews, on feedback from clients and all these things that it's not necessarily about the actual fix. Very rarely does that even come up in a, in a review. Like, oh man, the fix was amazing. My, my unit works so much better now. Yeah, you'll see that from time to time. But way more you'll see John was incredible, loved him, amazing communicator. He's such an amazing, uh, you know, representative of your brand. Tim was awesome. He was fantastic. Uh, He loved my dogs and my dogs loved him. Uh, You know, Jan, she was incredible. And and the way that she came in and, and took care of business and walked us through the entire process was exactly what we needed. So many times it's the people in the business and their level of service that makes the difference. And that's why we really wanted to focus on this today. So what is good or excellent customer service? What makes the difference? I mean, that's, that's part of the reason we're having Mike on here because he's going to bring some experiential uh, expertise to the matter. Uh, but in my opinion, you know, good customer service is the type of service, whatever it is from start to finish that people find memorable. Um, like for example, you, let's say you go into a hardware store, right? And I'm looking for a, a, a 60 watt light bulb. Okay. So I bet you 75% of the people in that hardware store could direct me to the light bulb aisle, but there's only going to be a few people that are actually going to stop what they're doing. They're going to talk to me, walk me to the aisle, in the aisle, they're going to walk me through some of the options that are in the aisle. 
you know, they're going to, they're going to pick one out for me. Oh shoot. I forgot to get a, a cart. I forgot to get a basket. No problem. I'll go grab one for you. He'll go get that. And while you're here, Hey, did you also notice that we have, uh, these extension cords, you know, what, what type of thing are you doing with these light bulbs? And they've, they've figured that out through course of conversation because they took the time and it's, it's such a different experience than somebody saying, yeah, aisle 17, go check it out. When somebody goes above and beyond with that next level service, that next level care of treating you as more than just an opera, a mathematical operation, but actually as somebody who is interesting and has questions and ans- needs answers, that's that's customer service. That's taking it to the next level. Yeah, I can see that. You go, in, go into Lowe's and ask for something and get pointed in the direction or somebody kind of uh, takes you by the hand and says, follow me and helps you go find it. What, which piece are you looking for? What part are you looking for? It's always great when somebody goes the little bit extra mile. As you know, that all they have to do is point. Um I just recently had that where somebody said, well, I forget where I was. I think I was at Lowe's actually and uh, looking for something and was told aisle 13 by somebody who was just standing there doing nothing. Right. Like, cool. All right. <laughs> and in many ways, like it's expl- it's, it's self-explanatory because, you know, that employee, is he compensated any differently as to whether he just says, Brian, aisle 13, or whether he says, Brian, come with me, let me show you. For him, it's, it's probably neither here nor there, but in many ways, like our, our existence as a company, our existence as technicians and plumbers and electricians is solely based upon the experience that the, the customer receives. Uh, you know, that again, given that we're fixing their problem, which is the real reason they're calling us out there, but given that happens, the difference is the communication is is the experience that the customer receives and that is why this is so critical um to kind of give bring another example of what that looks like in our own industry i mean i I do some of the training here and one of the things that i frequently tell our new onboarding employees is don't be the guy who shows up disappears into the basement for two hours comes back up charges as much of money and leaves that is that's an awful experience and at the end of it do not be surprised if that client is left feeling uh, taken advantage of, feeling um, buyer's remorse, feeling confused, and what did I actually get for what I paid? Uh, you want to be the person who shows up, introduces themselves, and gets that client engaged and involved as much as possible. An engaged client is one that is actively interested in the conversation. An engaged client is willing to receive education and in, and learn about their home, about their equipment that they have, and will find value in that. An engaged client is more likely to find trust in the person that is serving them, and trust and consistency generally lead to, uh, you know, sales. Frankly, they generally lead to purchases. Um, there's, a, there's another saying out there: it's far better to be trusted than it is to be liked tend to go hand in hand though. They sure do. And and you'll hear, uh, I expect to hear when we have Mike on that, you know, that's, that's part of the deal that yes, you want to be trusted, but being liked sure gets you pretty far too. And that, that trust piece is, uh, I don't want to overlook that, but that is, that's absolutely critical as well, because I'm sure all of you have the experience of somebody that you like, but you're not leaving your children, you're not leaving your children with them. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, you, you probably have some buddies that you would hang out on the weekend, but uh, they're certainly not going to be babysitting your three-year-old, right? So there's a big difference between liking somebody and trusting somebody. Yeah, and how do you get how do you get your uh, homeowners engaged? Uh, the best way to get people engaged in what you're talking about is to be engaged and interested in what they have to say. Absolutely. People, and it's an old adage, people love talking about themselves, right? What's your favorite subject, Brian? Brian. Brian Burton. Exactly. My favorite subject is it's my Nate, top three, actually. Nate, <laughs> Nate Minnick. And this is one thing that, you know, we, because we live in a very self-indulgent society, uh, it, it goes against the grain to actually choose to be interested in somebody else. And so many times we focus on the me monster, as uh, Brian Regan would put it. Uh, but, you know, we should be focusing on on them. And a great way of doing that is just forcing yourself to ask questions. Become genuinely curious. Ask questions about them. Ask questions about their family, their home, their situations. Ask questions about their equip the equipment, the environment, their usage, all of these things are important and will naturally create engagement in a way that gets the client involved because uh, we're, we're all psychologically trained. When you ask a question, Brian, what are you doing tonight? It feels very awkward to not answer that question, right? So Brian either has to choose to engage by answering that question or he has to choose to look very awkward by just avoiding it. Yeah, definitely the best quality of speaking you can do with your customers, asking questions. Um, the best way to engage somebody is, is to be asking their opinion constantly. I mean, who doesn't want to give their opinion? Who isn't interested when they themselves are talking? But the best way to treat a client is with empathy. That's, that's the key to um, un unlocking that client and to building, um, establishing a, a deep relationship with that client or a meaningful relationship with that client is to show empathy. So that, that person at Lowe's that walks you over to the aisle, they're just simply showing a bit of empathy. They're, they're saying to themselves and to you, um, yes, I can show you, I can point to aisle 21 and say it's on aisle 21, but the aisleways at Lowe's are like a city block. That, that really doesn't tell you a whole lot. But for somebody to walk you over and show you where the part is, that's showing empathy. That's saying, I, I feel what you would be going through if you had to go find that yourself. Let me take that burden on myself and walk you over there and show you. Regardless of the fact that not only do they not get paid any kind of commission, they can't even accept tips. I've tried to tip people at Lowe's and Home Depot several times, and they they will not accept it. One time I just said, I'm, just, I'm leaving this $10 bill on the floor because this guy worked so hard to help me get this lawnmower up on a, on a uh, lift that I'm like, there's no way you're not getting compensated extra for it. <laughs> so I just folded a, a 10 and left it on the floor. But I remember him, like, they're not supposed to do that. They're not supposed to, like, risk injury and in helping somebody get something up. And he's like, no, 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 we'll get it, we'll get it. And he's just, he just keeps trying different ways. Not a truck with a lift, but it wouldn't go down all the way for some reason. So we just had to maneuver it up there. And this guy was empathetic to the point, you know, where, as we talk about here in training a lot, sacrificial service, he was willing to sacrifice himself and risk injury to make sure that one of the 5,000 clients that, that that store saw that day was was going to be able to get his lawnmower home. That's true customer service. That's empathy, and that's sacrificial service. Absolutely. 
And that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring Mike on. Uh, we're super excited to have him on. So without further ado, let's get him in here. Hey, we're talking to our guest today, Mike Chefs. Uh, he is a HVAC personal trainer serving four locations out of Daytona, Florida. He has been working with techs and managers for 10 years. He's been in the industry and he is passionate as passionate can be not only about the industry, but about serving customers. We're super excited to have him on today. So welcome, Mike. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, buddy. This is, uh, this is also our first official first phone interview. Oh, here we go. We stepped Let's up our, uh, we stepped our technology game up a little bit by uh, groveling to the owners and <laughs> getting them to, to give the podcast a budget. So now we have some equipment. This is exciting. I, oh, I tell you, I know a guy. That's right. All right, Mike. Well, uh, we always like to learn a little bit about the history of our guests. So why don't you give us the, uh, the nickel tour on how you got to what you're doing and, and you know, kind of your history in the trades. And what you do, because you kind you have kind of a unique role, as I understand it. Yeah, it's um, it started about ten years ago. Um, I went um looking for a job, and every day I looked in the paper, it was a heat and air conditioning job. So I just called one of them, asked them, "How do I become the most wanted man in Florida?" And um, they told me go to trade school. So I started from trade school, and then um, I mean everybody needs an AC man, so um. He was in there about 12 times a day, and everybody wanted him. So I knew that was a good trade to be into, especially here in Florida. So I um, went into trade school and graduated out of there and started off with a company that is another national branded company, and they really wanted me to work seven calls a day and go as fast as I possibly could. And I just kind of wasn't really agreeing with that, so I was looking for different avenues and ran across one hour about eight years ago walked in there and the owner Lenny Sears told me what do you want Mike and I was like I just want less calls and more time to run them and uh, he said Mike you can take as long as you want on the maintenance as you know so I fell in love with it right then I asked for training he gave me endless amounts of training he said, I mean that was a gift all in its own but um then I actually traveled, you know, different stores and trained with them. And uh, um, I work with the team pros out of um, Daytona. So we cover the bottom half of South Florida. And um, basically, my team's biggest cheerleader. I'm an HBAC personal trainer. So I ride to all four of the different locations and um, ride with all the techs and talk with the managers and basically just try to help everybody around so, um, try to improve an attitude and change the culture. And how long have you been doing that? Um, well, I just got down here in November. Where'd you come from before then? Um, I was out in Arizona with Larry Thornton. Okay. I was a manager out there. Yeah. And then how long have you been in the trades altogether? All 10 years altogether. All right, cool. And you were with Lenny Sears before that, right? Oh, yes. I love that. Uh, making your way around the uh, one-hour franchises then, huh? Hey, hey um, my dream when I started with Lenny was to travel with the Seth Academy and do training with them. Um, my only thing was, was 
I wasn't able to take my family and be gone 42 weeks out of the year. So uh, that kind of spoiled my dream. But um, now my family's able to go. So I was able to experience how the management role is. And that was some of the best management training I had because now I know what my managers did. And for a long time, I thought my managers just kicked me out of the office and colored in coloring books, you know, like I didn't know what their job was. That is what and, I do. Uh, so, you know, I, I always just pictured nobody doing nothing. And when I found out, I called my managers and I apologized. I said, I apologize for really doing the stuff I was doing in the field because I never thought you did anything. And uh, <laughs> that was a true blessing, you know. So seeing all sides of it now, I'm able to consult with the management team, um, the service team, installers, you know, everybody. It's really me. It's about lifting their head up, being their cheerleader. So, um, I had a lot of success in one hour and took everything they gave me, just passing it forward. Hey, we'll talk about it over and over, you know. <laughs> it's, my story is, it's been amazing. Lenny Sears gave me everything that I could offer, imagine, all the training, uh, the opportunity to go to different locations and see how they were being ran. Um, so I believe I was truly blessed in this trade by knowing the people that I know. It's just been amazing trips where we're at now with Team Believe and me being in Daytona training with the guys and, you know, kind of training the Team Believe certified keeping your head up and doing the very best you can. That's awesome. And you mentioned Team Believe, which a, a fair amount of our listeners may or may not be familiar with. So talk to us about that. Team Believe is an organization inside the brands that Dale, um, Jason, and myself created. Um, it was basically because I was always considered the crazy guy. You know, it took me twice as long, maybe three times as long to do anything that it took, you know, anybody else to do. And uh, I was reaching out to guys that were doing the same thing. And uh, we started an organization on Facebook. Um, the motto is doing the ordinary things extraordinarily well. It's a great place to find brothers from all across the nation. And uh, a lot of motivation and positivity on there. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I'm sure that ties in very nicely with your current role as being a trainer, because I know you're on there and, I, you know, uh, a bunch of our guys are on there and we see a lot of the encouragement, a lot of the technical expertise, a lot of the, you know, hey, guys, you know, keep your head up type of stuff. And so uh, it seems like that fits in really well with your current role. Oh, it's, it's perfect. You know, um, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, because when you come to a location now, it's they're kind of a big deal. I mean, everybody knows you already, and um, they want to train with you. And because they've seen you on the internet doing you know, things like that, and then be able to ride with them is such a magical experience because they actually get to see what I do when I'm taking care of my clients and going over and beyond. So it has matched up personally as a trainer. That's great. So our subject today for this podcast is focusing on passionate customer service, which is something that I think is, uh, you know, genetic for you. Uh, and so yep. we want to, we want to dig into that and let's start off with your definition. You know, what is true customer service? True customer services. Well, the manager and Brandon, Randy always says, give them that magical Disney experience. Um, 
it's more than just a tune-up. Um, it's a certified technician coming to your house, having the most amazing day, and doing what is expected, you know, like going over and beyond, doing the ordinary things extraordinarily well. I learned a long time ago it wasn't about product information or how technical I was, but I learned that it had to do with becoming a friend, always going walking in as a stranger and leaving as a friend or even a family member sometimes. I mean, I've been invited to Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas, Fourth of July, <laughs> you name it. So, so I believe it's going over and beyond and making, giving that client something that they remember for a lifetime. Um, you know, a lot of people in the trade really want to do the bare minimum to get by and it's just to get to the next call. But ultimately, if you take your time and you spend it with that client, you give them something that nobody else will give them. And that's what makes the difference between us and anybody else. So it yep. really means a lot to me. Absolutely. And, and that's something that, you know, I think we want to dig into here today because in in the trades, you have people of all levels, right? You have those who've been in it for 30 years. You have those who've been in it for three days. And everybody's kind of at this different level, but everybody still does the same essential job, which is to serve the client. So let's start there. I mean, you're saying, you know, let's do extraordinary, sorry, let's do ordinary things extraordinarily well. What are some basic ways that you actually carry that out on behalf of the client? I think it's getting personal with them, you know, walking in and talking, building that relationship. Uh, you know, I was taught a long time ago to look for that common denominator that we all have and kind of be camouflaged in every situation because every home is different. I've learned, you know, learn a lot or learn a little bit about a lot of things goes a long ways in this business. Um, so I think that building relationships is 80% of our job. Yeah. And I definitely see that, uh, on the team believe Facebook group, you know, there's constantly pictures of technicians with happy clients and, I'm just curious, like how, how do you get the clients to buy in so much so that they're, they're smiling, you know, on their smile on their face, product in hand, technician standing beside them. Like, how do you get to that place? What have, what have you done as a technician that the client is so on board that they're literally like, yeah, man, I'll cheerlead with you. I'll take a selfie with you, whatever we need to do. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's going over and beyond. So when I'm with the client, um, my goal is to hear him say that that no one's ever done that before, you know. Like, I'm always looking in the hidden places, up in the attic or under the crawl spaces. Um, I'm cleaning everything so thorough. I'm showing them before and after pictures on what I did. Um, I mean, when I'm done, you can feel it in the air. I mean, it's more comfortable. It feels cleaner. And I think when you go over and beyond and the customer under or the client understands how much that you care and that it's just not a job, that it's something you love, then you take them to the next level. And like I said, if, if you can take a picture or a video with the client, you've really taken it to the next level because not a lot of people are willing to go that far. And I think it just comes from doing better than the last guy or doing better than the last company constantly doing better and educating them and then becoming their friend, asking them. I mean, mine is favorite to sit down with a cup of coffee and or some water. I mean, 
once they offer me something to eat or drink or I, I put my tools down, I, I stop air conditioning heating, and I really focus on just talking. And I believe when you get to that level, it's really easy to take a picture or a video. Yeah, now a lot of times we hear about, you know, how um, how kind the South is, you know, Southern hospitality and all that. So, but you haven't always worked in Florida. You've been in Arizona before. Have you found that people in the South tend to be more courteous and like ready to have a, a friendly conversation? Or have you found that it's it's the behaviors that you exhibit that actually draw them in? Yes, I believe people are the same everywhere, no matter if they're in a city or in a rural town where they got to get water pumped in in a big bottle. I mean, uh, people are really good people, and I believe that positivity has a, uh, an energy that if you bring it, then you'll give it to them. And I believe that no matter what kind of day they're having, good day or bad day, if you come with a smile and you really love what you're doing, you can change their day, their life. Um, so I believe that regardless of where we're at, um, people would like to smile and um, they want to hug. You know, they want to hear that everything's going to be all right. That's, um, this world is full of too much negativity. And if we're that positive figure that changes somebody's day, um, it don't matter where you're at. Yeah, I, I love that mentality. And yet, Mike, I'm struck by the thought that in the home <laughs> services industry, a lot of times it's not a good day for that client something is going wrong, you know, they don't have air conditioning, their water isn't flowing, their sparks flying, whatever it is, something's going wrong. So how does, how do you get, how do you get that infection level of your optimism and you're like, Hey, let's, let's smile about this to somebody who's like, Mike, this is a bad day for me. You know, I'm, I wasn't planning on spending X amount of dollars when I woke up this morning and I like you because you're a friendly guy, but you know, let's call a spade a spade. How do you get over that? Everybody's looking for a hero. Today, I'm a hero. I wake up every morning as a hero. My job in the customer service is to take care of people. That's a hero. So to me, when I walk in the house and it's hot, cold, their discomfort, whatever the case may be, I tell them they have no words. This is my job. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it for 10 years, and I'm sure just after a short amount of time, I will figure out what our problem is, and then I'll give you all the solutions to make sure that you're completely happy again. I just, you have to give that client comfort that they have no words. If they've never had one hour at the house, oh, they're in for an experience. If they've never had Benjamin Franklin at a house, they're really in for it. I mean, these guys are good. Mr. Sparky, I mean, they're one of the best. So you have to go in there with that hero mentality, have a smile on your face, because I've walked into a lot of houses where they were unhappy and mad. But by the time we were done, it might have been 3 o'clock in the morning. But we were smiling because we knew that we had a solution and we were going to get taken care of, and they had no worries. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, Mike, I'm curious if you have some real life stories that you could share with us about, uh, you know, some of your more interesting, passionate client customer service interactions where you were able to really get somebody on board or maybe you flipped them from being upset to being happy. Like, do you have any real stories you could share with us? Um, I would say probably my most important story that really started this whole thing 
um, Lenny had put me on to the um, Bimax Cruises, RIP to the Bimax Cruises. But um, <laughs> we um, went to Belize, and when we were there, this guy was on the side of the road hustling for bread and water, and um, he was trying to sell me a coconut tree. You know, he was like, hey, you want a coconut tree? You know, you want a coconut tree, Avon? And, you know, all of us just walking by, like, we're just shopping, looking. And uh, he really stopped me and was like, hey, you want a coconut tree? And I really gave him every excuse that all of us here every single day. I got things to do. I, I don't believe in the products. Uh, let me talk to my wife, you know, like, and I gave him every excuse that I've heard. And um, this guy, he, you know, he basically stopped talking about the coconut tree. And he started talking about why I was in Belize and what he did in Belize. And we had a conversation and it was just, Smokey became a person to me, you know, like I was Mike to him and he was Smokey to me and we were laughing and carrying on. And after that, you know, I was like, man, Smoke, I really got to go. I got this um, little ride to go on. They're going to take me around the town. And I was walking away. And uh, Smokey was like, hey, Mike. And I turned around, and I was like, what's up? And he was like, you want to buy a coconut tree? And I was like, yeah, I'm buying two of them. <laughs> so that story changed my life. I came home that night. One of already broke. I mean, they were only the husk of the coconut. So I knew they were going to break. And we were riding behind a horse and a donkey, and it was just, you know, it was just a fun excursion. But when I got back, I was broke and I was kind of upset. Like, man, I, I knew they were going to break. And um, later on, the other one fell and it broke. And it was just like, wow. I woke up the next morning with this answer that why did I buy them coconut trees? And then I realized then that it wasn't because they cost $20. It wasn't because the guy told me about the about these coconut trees and where it came from. It was about Smokey being a friend of me. And when I realized that everything in life is about selling that coconut tree, it's not about the product, but it's about that friendship. And when you build that friendship, there's, there's no limit. So everything in life, I, I look at it that way. If it feels like it's not going my way, I stop what we're talking about I get back on neutral ground and smile and laugh. And then once the smiles and laughs are there, I come back to that coconut tree and everything is better. You see, people always deal with somebody they like and trust. And that's why I say 80% of our job is to build that relationship with our clients. Build this lifetime memory that they'll never forget that this air conditioning or plumber or electrician came over to the house and changed my life. It's more than customer services, more than fixing something or maintaining it. It's about building that lifetime client that they won't ever go anywhere else. They're only be branded. You know, so that story changed my life forever. And then meeting Dale, he put it really on blast and told the world and see believe was created. Yeah, you know, is, that, the most important, is that where the logo came from? Yeah, that's where the coconut tree came from. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. What are you guys up to about 600 members of uh, Team Believe now on the Facebook page? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's managers, owners, technicians, plumbers, electricians. It's amazing. Um, you know, everybody kind of works together. 
they call each other, they talk to each other. It's what we're about. We're one big team, one dream, and being on Team Believe, people are able to reach out to others. It just became a really big family for us. I'm their biggest fan. I mean, I'm everybody's, I'm everybody's biggest fan, and um, I just hope the best for everybody. I think everybody's, you know, that's their, if they believe in it, and they sell the coconut tree, and they do the customer service, doing the ordinary things extraordinarily well, everything will be amazing. Uh, I've walked in people's house that were upset. I comforted them. I, uh, <laughs> I got them cold. Yeah, so that's a coconut tree on the on the uh, Team Believe. Uh, that's the story. That's what everything is surrounded around. I mean, on the Facebook page, when you look up Team Believe, that's a coconut tree? Yes. Okay, nice. thought it was a palm yeah. tree. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, that we couldn't find a coconut tree. Oh, it um, is a palm tree. Okay. And, Close enough. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, that's fun. That's that's cool, at least, to be able to tell the techs here and everybody uh, what that tree is all about. Yeah, Mike, I have a question for you. So your current capacity, what you're doing right now is – you serve as an HVAC personal trainer. So uh, your job is to basically ride around with technicians to train them in all things from customer service to technical ability. And, and like you're, you know, you can, I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice. You know, you're very passionate about what you do and that's awesome. Uh, and you know, I think a lot of guys start there. Like, yeah, man, I'm going to go out and going to help people. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the best technician. I'm going to fix their problems and life happens. So how do you keep yourself encouraged? How do you keep yourself upbeat? Uh, and, and what if I'm not feeling like that? You know, how do I get back to the place that I once was? Um, on my mirror at home, uh, it says today is the day. I wake up every morning motivated, uh, positive. And um, I say when I'm looking into that mirror, I look behind me. And I look at all the people that have gotten me to where I'm at, trained me, supported me, and I can't give up. Um, a big part of me is the team. When I see the team grow, I become a happier person. When I went to boot camp training, it was, you know, higher on personality. You can build a technician. That's right. Um, and we found a lot of success in Knightsville that we hired people that had very little of training experience but just had an amazing attitude and the boss called me and was like Mike I got three people that have no experience but man I love their attitude and I was like what am I supposed to do with that and he was like trade them <laughs> man they turned out one of them is in the top 10 right now in IQ one of them is actually coming to me right now in Daytona I mean they just became superstars because they didn't have bad habits they only knew what, what it was taught to them and I was the only guy, so it worked out perfect. So they were my—I consider them my clones. Uh, everybody has bad days, but I listen to a lot of Eric Thomas um, to try to lift my spirits when days are seem too bright. But we all go through it. Um, but as a team, we're built like 300. You know, you're supposed to stick each other's head up. So I'm not only in the van with them, but I'm calling them or I'm texting them, and I'm. I'm making sure that they had an amazing day. And if they didn't, if there's anything that I can do to help you out, even if it's telling you a joke and getting you to laugh, I'm there for you. You know, so I think that 
being in this position is perfect because I'm able to be out in the field and able to help them out, like you said, in maintenance, service, um, customer relations, and most of all, you know, get them to that level where they, where maintenance is cool again. You know, I mean, not a lot of technicians in the HVAC world like to do maintenance, but when you have fun doing it and it becomes cool again, that's all you ever want to do. Um, so it, it does go around a circle of what we do to keep others happy and um, what we have to do to keep ourselves happy, and that's the most important. If you're not happy inside, it's really hard to get that away. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, Mike, so in, in our listening audience, we have people who are brand new to the trades, you know, they're within their first year, whether it be plumbers or electricians or HVAC techs, what would you tell them is a good way to establish their foundation of customer service? Like when you're doing your, your personal training with the guys that you're riding along and you get, you get that new fish in the, in the seat beside you, where do you start in training them in the ways of of Mike's customer service experience? Um, well, when I'm riding with somebody and they're new to the trade, I usually want to ride the driver's seat on my mate. Kind of have to shout at me. You know, because it's really hard for me to explain what I'm going to do today or what you're going to see today. Because no matter if you've been doing this for 30 years or this is your first day, I promise you, you've never seen anybody like me. So I kind of just tell them to watch, shout and, you know, kind of let, let me do my job and kind of take what you've been given and, and make it your own. I mean, you've got to find that common interest and you've got to talk to the client. Communication is the, the biggest part of failure in everything. There's no communication or you over-communicate or you under-communicate. There is no going to be very many positive results. So, you know, it's kind of, it's a big, it's a, I do a lot of customer service and it's, it's hard to explain exactly. I just tell them to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and, and I'm curious, like when you're in front of the clients, you know, obviously you're using a lot of your own personality. You're using a lot of your, your own machismo, your, your own energy, you might say to kind of get them engaged. But what about how, how do you get somebody excited about a filter? How do you get somebody excited about a product or something like that, that they, uh, they've never seen before, you know, uh, Brian Tracy uses the, the definition of selling is the transference of enthusiasm, meaning I'm excited about this. I want you to be excited about this. Let me tell you why. So how do you do that? What's, what's kind of your philosophy on that in the home? Um, my biggest thing is, like you said, being happy about the product. Um, every product that I've ever offered to any client, I have in my mom's house. So when I tell the client that I have that UV sterilization package, at my mom's house and I tell you one thing that I put it in mom's house I didn't offer them before that and the mom told me they were great I told her that the world would know you know because if it's good enough for mom it's good enough for anybody else so I put them in that scenario as I treat everybody like I would my own mother and father and 
if mom believes in it, then you'll definitely enjoy it and love it. And the best part is we have a satisfaction guarantee. If you don't, I'll come back. But I've never had that happen. You know, anything I offer, it's exciting. I don't like sitting down when I'm talking. You know, I like to stand up and show them and put my hands in the air and tell them, you know, about the duct system and how I'm going to clean it and how it's going to improve the indoor air quality. Like, I'm excited that they're going to get it done. So that's that positive energy that jumps off on them because if I'm excited they're going to get it done, well, then they should be. You know, I think it's, it's what you bring to the table. You know, I've, tra- I've trained with hundreds of technicians, and some technicians sit at the table, and it's just like, this is what you need to get done, and there's no kind of care in the world. Um, and it's just like, hey, sign here on the bottom, call me if you want to get it done. You know, like, there's no result with it. But I've seen technicians who are very positive and happy that they're going to find something that can improve the indoor air quality or the life of their system, or clean their water, or protect their energy. I mean, you've got to be happy about that. But if you're not, then they're not going to be. So I think it's bringing that positive energy to you, regardless of where you're at on that call, from answering the door till saying, hey, I'll see you in six months or a year. You've got to bring it and it's got to stay there with you, because if you don't, people feel that. You know, they feel like, hey, you know, Joey's here today. So I'll see him again, and maybe I'll get it then, and maybe not. He didn't sound too interested in it. Why should I be? All right, so what about the skeptics? Well, when you have your skeptics, you have to. It means that you didn't bring enough knowledge to the table. The value is built on knowledge. So the more that I tell you about it, and my boss always told me that, if I give them five reasons, I mean, I got to have one of them going to be their hot button, right? So you have skeptics when you didn't do your job fully, and now you're having to backtrack and actually talk about these products again. You know, so if you're just throwing it out there that it's a starter assist, well, they don't know what a starter assist is, and they don't know why it costs so much money. You didn't do your job. But if I tell you how great this product is and how it's going to change your air conditioner's life and how you're going to save all this money and, you know, it has a warranty and a guarantee, man, you're going to be excited about this product and you're going to put it on your system. So it all goes back to doing your job. You can't offer something to somebody they, first of all, don't know what it is. I mean, how many of our clients know what a, a starter system. You know, they know what a surge protection is, but there's a lot of those electrical things. They don't know what it is. Yeah, but you got to explain to them. We actually did an episode recently on, on eliminating jargon and uh, technical terms from our vocabularies right. as technicians. Yes. It's our biggest problem. It's our, it's our biggest loser. Um, you know, translation is where we lose people. And when I do training, I tell them, I mean, you've got to bring your camera got to bring your videos um, and even if they don't speak the same language you can show it to them and point and say bad and they understand you know so a lot of times in technician world or as they call us engineers we um 
get too complicated, and sometimes that darter is losing out in the long run. You know, the guy um, taught me a long time ago is people only understand what they know. So a lot of times when we say these things, they don't understand that. So we got to keep it simple and I'll help them understand it. But we call ourselves engineers for a reason. We got to get away from that. <laughs> so what would you call yourself now? I call myself a friend. I call myself Mike only, and I'll see you in six months. Like I am more than just somebody who works in one hour that they call and get their maintenance done. They like, I'm Mike only, you know. So when I go out to the client's house and I show up, they're like, they're happy I'm there. Everything has been working great. And we sit down and we're friends. And I think that's really what I am to a lot of clients that I've been to. Awesome. Um, Mike, I, I want to ask you about um, talking to new guys uh, again. So like if, if you're, if you're getting into the trades, you know, what would be some things that you would focus them towards just generally? Like should, where should they start? Should they start like learning the book, learning the knowledge, learning the manuals, or should they rather start more learning communication? Like which in your opinion is, is more appropriate to start? The very first thing that I always tell all of them to start. So I was told this when I very first started with another company. You've got to invest in yourself because that's the only one that's going to invest into. So if you're going home and you're watching your favorite episode of Friends or you're playing video games or you know, whatever you're doing, but you're not focusing and building on yourself, you really can't consider yourself as a professional. Because if you read books or watch videos on professionals like Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, um, Kobe Bryant, like all these guys, they train. You know, they not only train when they went to the game, but they train when they were away from the game. So if you're not invested into yourself and you want to be the great, you're not going to be able to do it by going home and watching your favorite episode of Friends. You got to be the hardest working man in the room. You know, like, you've got to take that time um, to invest in yourself. Maybe start off slow, you know, start off 15, 20 minutes, you know, either on Success Academy online, um, Google, whatever you're going to look at, do it about AC. If you had a problem with your AC today or duct system or you have a question about static pressure, pull it up online and, and start 15 minutes, 20 minutes of your day. That's I'm looking at my computer two to three hours every day trying to find out to become the next big, you know, when I'm a trainer, I only, I got trained people on surface and I've, I've always been a maintenance tech majority of my career. So I got to go and read the manual, find out what the manual says, and then be able to give them that information that the manual. <laughs> so invest into yourself. That's my biggest that's the best words of advice I can give to him. New guy, old guy, the next big thing is always investing in yourself. Waste I'm no day, good. as we like to say. Waste no day. Amen. Amen. I mean, when I first started, I I started later in life. I mean, the guys that I was starting with, you know, very young. They were in their 20s and just coming out of school. And, 
you know, I'm like, wow, I'm older than they are, but so I can still work really hard. And I found out quickly that I was always the hardest working man in the room. I wasn't ever going to stop. I never got tired because I loved what I did. And I wanted to be better, but I had to invest in myself. You know, I had to ask Lenny, like, can I go to these training sessions in Daytona or Bradenton or Sarasota or, you know, any of the training sessions. I just had to ask. But I had to make that that kind of agreement with myself and with him that I was going to take advantage of everything that he gave me. And because I invested in myself, I am at the level I am now. And um, have have an amazing accomplishments over the years. I do love to uh, go on the Team Believe page and see you taking a selfie in an attic at night. <laughs> and the caption yeah. says, I don't get tired or keeping my city cool, or uh, any number of, of cool phrases that that you're you're typing in what would normally be a very stressful situation and in a situation in which most of us would find ourselves feeling pretty ungrateful um, or at least not really wanting to be there. And you take that time, and it seems like, at least from the outside, it seems like looking at that page, you take the hardest – the hardest times, the hardest things you're going through, at least uh, career-wise, and that's when you choose to post something uplifting for the other techs. And it right. truly separates you. And, um, I mean, it, both in terms of customer service and in motivating other technicians, I, I think you're an innovator, Mike, and I think you're, uh, you're a real, yeah, real credit to the I'm team. Always, I'm always, always in my mind, I'm always thinking, like, what would Dale do? If you climb under that house, I got to climb under that house. <laughs> so it's, it's always been Dale who. What, um, why so do I get all, the feeling Dale's going to cut out that clip of you saying it's always in my mind what would Dale do and just put it on a loop on <laughs> Team Belief? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, he's always been my, I would say, my biggest motivator and my biggest competitor. Um, when we worked side by side, it was always who could do the very best. And I think that. We're the ones that, you know, we push each other to a place where no one's ever been before. You know, sometimes it was some tight attics. Sometimes them condensers were, like, dirty. And it was just like, all right, like, who can do the best condenser? Who can do the, the better indoor coils? You know, like, anything. It, we're just so competitive against each other. But what it has is raised both of our bars to a point where now I can't ride with somebody and see an attic and uh, not go into it. You know, I'm like, hey, follow me. <laughs> so I think it all starts with mental mentality. Um, going into that call, going into the attic, going under the crawl space with a positive attitude, believing what you're doing, doing the ordinary things extraordinarily well. You'll always come on top and you'll never lose. You might get a participation trophy every once in a while, but I promise you, you'll never lose. Dude, we, we got to get you out of here, man. Oh, I've, I've been wanting to travel, you know. Like, that's one of my biggest things. So, I told him I want to, like, at least two weeks off so I can travel to different places. Uh, yeah, I just want to touch people, you know. Like, the Internet's nice, and I talk to a lot of technicians across the nation. I mean, I get 10 phone calls a week from people I never even talked to before. Like, Mike, I'm broke. Fix me, man. And... <laughs> It's just like, dude, all you got to do is pick your head up and take self-responsibility on what's going on. 
it ain't your manager's fault or your dispatcher's fault, man. It's you. Every opportunity is golden to me. You know, and they, that's where they really fell short at. So I would love to come out there. So before we uh, wrap up, um, you know, we, I th- you and I have met once on a cruise, actually. I've yeah. met you, you and Dale. Uh, Bye. I don't think, Another five max cruise, huh? Yep. I don't think Nate's met you guys, and I, and I know most of our guys here, at least in Lancaster, haven't. What, uh, tell me your story. What's, tell, tell, me, tell us about your life. Where'd you come from? Um, mom and dad were both Marines, uh, both of career Marines. They're my heroes. Uh, dad did 30 years. My mom did 22, and they're both retired as master gunnery sergeants. Wow. So life wasn't easy growing up, but I say it was well worth it. You know, we didn't clean like ordinary families. <laughs> uh, we didn't do our lawn like ordinary families. It was always over and beyond. So when I, all my life, it's always been do the very best, be the best you can possibly be. So I carried that with me throughout life, even though I fought it majority of my life. Um, I bounced around every three years, you know, dad being in the Marine Corps active duty. We traveled around the United States, um, which most people would say that was horrible, but I'm able to talk to people that I've never met before. I'm able to walk up to anybody and talk to them and have a conversation because that's what I had to do. You know, it was like going into a new school and making new friends and not, it wasn't, it isn't uncomfortable now to make new friends, talk to new people. Um, so that makes it really easy. After traveling, we did travel over in Europe. We were in Norway for three years, and I really got to see what quality work was. I was able to see what they did back in the 40s and 50s here in America because they took pride in what they did. Uh, we had a guy come out and wash the outside of our house where we had wood, and I thought he was coming with a you know, one of them pressure washers, you know, just going to spray it and clean it. But he actually took a ladder and sand sand that whole entire house. He took so much pride in what he did. He filled in every void with his hand and sanded it down and made it perfect. You know, seeing that kind of pride, what you do is something that we're missing. And that's why I try to bring it to each and every client and give them back that magical experience that they've been missing for so long. Because it doesn't take me any longer to clean out the condenser and pull the leaves out or wash the air handler with simple green and make it smell good. So when that turns it on, they can smell that clean, fresh air inside their house. You know, it doesn't take me any longer to do my job better, but it does have a lot of pride in it. You know? So everything that I do, I put my name on it. You know, I'm always trying to make my mom and dad proud and do the very best I can because that's just the way that I was raised. And I enjoy taking care of people. See, I owned a house and, you know, had a house in Maryland and we had air conditioning guys come out there. They told me all the time that it was clean, that there was no problem. We shortly found out that our toilets were completely intact and our duct system was filled with growth. And the guy that was coming out there was coming out there for 30 minutes. I thought he was the coolest guy ever. You know, he came out, had a beer on the way out. He's like, Mike, everything is all right. I'm like, man, that's perfect. I can go back to work. I didn't fix no lunch. But ultimately, he wasn't doing his job. So when I got into heat and air conditioning business, I promised myself and others that I would do the very best I can in each and every job. I would never be that technician that was in my house. I just told my grandmother that I would never, ever do something dishonest for any kind of amount of money. 
that the only thing that matters is taking care of somebody else. So I traveled and I took all this stuff with me and I take it with me every day to make sure that I do the very best I can. They remember who I am because I'm going to put my name on it. I would like to, you know, thank all the amazing leaders through the last eight years that supported me. Lance Sinclair, Lenny Sears, um, Larry Thornton, so many have helped me and supported me. I believe that having somebody like I know a guy that I can call and talk to and ask questions along the way um, really made it even more enjoyable um, and make me more and more and more thankful and more loyal to the brand because of the leaders that we have nationwide. So I want to say thanks for inviting me, and uh, today is the day, guys. That's awesome, man. Great way to close it. Uh, before we let you go here, I, if people want to get a hold of you or they want to jump on Team Believe, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way to um, is on Facebook. Go to Team Believe and just put in the information that where you work. You can re- put me as down as a referral, and I'll get you in there and accept it. Um, Follow me. You can call me anytime. I'm really busy, but most of the time, if you call me in the evening time, I do have a little bit of time to talk with you. You can always text me. My number is 850-748-2793. That's cool, man. Good for you. Hey, one thing we'd like to do to wrap up our shows, Mike, is ask you some random questions. So if you don't mind, we'll close it out for that today. All right. All right. So uh, you're cooking for the whole team, the whole team bros down there in Daytona. What's the signature Mike dish that you're putting out on the table? Um, I would probably say... um, Pierogies, they're a Polish meal that's been passed down in my dad's family. That's got to be my favorite food. Nice, nice, love it. Is that? Did you say pierogies? Yeah, pierogies. Yeah. What, what's uh? Is that the like the the noodle shell with the mashed potatoes inside? Yeah, that's right. With butter and any, bacon. Any kind of cool seasoning or extras in there? Um. Well, Dad always said that uh, Grandpa used to use bacon bits, and he would take the bacon. Uh, grease and pour it on there instead of butter and uh, that really was shocking but I don't recommend eating it all the time like that (laughs) (laughs) I I ate right before we started this and I'm getting hungry already (laughs) (laughs) yes sir (laughs) some bacon grease pierogies I'm in oh they're so good you can even fry them too so they're even better but I've always just boiled with that butter on there that's great all right, uh, if you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Uh, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really a trendy person anymore. That's, uh, <laughs> I would just say, you know, like probably the 30s or 40s, you know, where people dressed up and had pride in what they wore. Um, you know, I think the, the gangsters had it right. <laughs> I love that. There were they were some sharp dressed gangsters, that's for sure. Yes, they were. I mean that just that's that's a wow factor there. You know, they kinda you look at somebody different by the way they dress, so I think that would be the error that I would bring back. Who, who are we talking? Like Bugsy Siegel? Yeah, I've always been Scarface or I'm a go I'm a godfather kind of freak, so I like all of them. Yeah. Great, great movies. Uh, speaking of that, tell us something that you're either reading or listening to right now. Um, I'm always looking over my Dale Carnegie book. 
Like, I was so blessed by letting him send me to Del Carnegie to learn how to speak and talk to people. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be talking to you today on this phone. Um, so I'm always reviewing my Del Carnegie book. Um, and that is a big part of me. That's awesome. Yeah, Car- Carnegie. Yeah. Uh, that's How to Win Friends and Influence People was his big book, right? That's right. Yeah, we did a six-week or eight-week program. That was the hardest training sessions I've ever been in my life, but the most rewarding. Do they still do that? Yeah, well, now they're in lockdown. We've been trying to get hold of them down the road, but right now they're doing everything online and not going to the classes because Dale and I went to classes. It was like eight strangers we ain't never met, and I promise you the first day I couldn't even stand up and say my name. (laughs) (laughs) It was, you got to do it live, don't I mean, the books are amazing, but it's the experience that you're really missing by doing it online or reading the book. Oh, yeah. I did uh, several several years. I did Tom Hopkins sales training boot camp in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'd fly there for that. Man, there's nothing like standing up on that stage to role play or, you know, getting homework with your, your training partner and having to just hit the books for hours after the seminar every night. There's nothing like that. I love yeah, I mean, they, when we first started, I was, when he took me to Tampa, and they made me stand up on the stage to role play for the very first time in my life. And I threw up shortly after I left that stage. <laughs> I went to Sarasota and did the exact same thing. I mean, I could not talk in front of people. Um, today, it doesn't matter who's in front of me. Give me an audience. I'm ready to talk. I'm going to change my life forever. So definitely uh, recommend the class to anybody. Speaking of talking, would you before work? before we get to the next question, Mike just texted me. I don't know why he didn't just say it on the mic, but he just texted me that he listens to Waste No Day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, I have listened to a couple of the episodes. I I really pass those on to everybody too. I posted them on Team Believe and trying to definitely. I like the inspiration. I like the stories you have on there. So that is an amazing thing. Good part of. I did want to say something funny that um, it was February 9th that I texted you that we had a had a podcast um, and I uh, wanted to share it with Team Believe. And he said, I said, uh, I told him about the podcast. I'm looking at our text history right now. You said, are these tri-branded podcasts only? I said, yep. He said, that's awesome. I'm listening to them now and I'll be listening all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was up all night listening to them, you know, and, you know, being team believe it is branded only. Um, I have heard other companies that people had quit and are still on believe that took what we have and, you know, took it to their training courses and watching my videos every day. So to me, the brand is the only thing that matters and I don't want to give what we have away. So that's why I had to check that. Yeah, well, they can take whatever they want. We'll just keep innovating. That's right. They can't make me. <laughs> hey, Mike, if uh, if you didn't have to sleep, what would you do those, with those extra hours? Read. I love reading. Um, I I don't even know how my books. Every time I talk to somebody who reads a lot, they always tell me how many books they read, but I, I never really count it. I read them, I highlight them, and then I go back and read them some more. Um, that's my biggest thing is reading and training, investing in myself. I only want to be better than I was yesterday. And if I don't like wasting a lot of time sleeping, you know, it's awesome. 
All right, last one for you. Who inspires you? My biggest inspiration is my family. Um, second, the team believes. Um, but my family's always come first, and my mom and dad have always been there to support me. So, like I said, they're the ones I'm trying to make happy. Yeah, awesome. Well, Mike, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It's very obvious to us that you are not just preaching, you're living it too. Uh, and so yes, kudos to you, man. Keep it up. Keep on cheerleading for others. Keep on being passionate for the customers and for other people who are joining into the trades. We really appreciate that, man. My pleasure. Great talking to you, buddy. Yes, thank you. And we'll have to do this again. And now that you're uh, going to be nationwide, you let me know. I know a guy who wants to talk on here and share his story with you, too. Who's that, Dale? No, Dale who? so i've talked to a lot of technicians um, across the nation who are really positive motivated and doing the right thing to try to change the culture at their shop so um the problem is the vocal part so you know when i tell them they're going to be on the podcast it's going to be you know nationwide and everybody's going to hear it that's what kind of scares them away i have great technicians across the nation that would love to share their story and i would let them know yeah and we we uh i mean we have 52 a year so it's going to be we're going to need um more people to interview so that's going to be a good time yeah i'm definitely i mean like i said i'm the innovator i'm a trendsetter so now you should have people behind me that want to do better than me yes sir I'm, i know people are going to hear this episode and say i can beat them <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> just don't accept that whatever you do <laughs> well i appreciate uh, yeah, you coming on mike start. it was great talking to you and um i mean not not too many not too many months are going to go by before we ask you to come on again yes sir definitely let me know keep going with the podcast i love it all right thanks a lot man thanks well, hey, that's it for this podcast. Uh, again, really big thanks to Mike for joining us today. Uh, if you love what you hear and you're looking for more, hey, we're always looking to innovate. And if you've got some great ideas, we'd love to hear from you too. Really appreciated Mike and his testimony, not only in his own story, but how he is continuing that into others. And that's what we want from you. We want you to be an innovator. We want you to be somebody who is sharing not only your knowledge, but your enthusiasm, your way of life, your way of bettering yourself to those around you really challenging the team. I mean, that's the idea. Waste no day. This is, that's this podcast. And I'm not sure that we've had too many guests that uh, embody that type of mentality better than Mike does. So that's fantastic. Keep it up, Mike. And keep it up for those of you who are listening, doing the same thing, uh, waking up every single day, looking for a way to be better, who are not satisfied with the status quo, who are always looking for that next level, who are always looking to make a better you. And that's what we want from you here. So remember, you have the opportunity to make the most of yourself. You have the opportunity to wake up every single morning and choose to waste no day. podcast is a production of the South Central Pennsylvania branch of One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.